Talk about ads. <laughs> you got like cool ass mask, LED dyes, and then what's this? Gel. Ball warmers. And then the good old chastity cock ring. <laughs> or probably, as they're trying to sell it, is like a hot dog holder. Now, the real question is, um, why are those the ads that are popping up for you, sir? Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 193 of This Week in MTG, your a good news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. Over there is Anthony. Oh, wait. Damn it. He's saying how this goes anymore. I was getting used to that swing of the thing. That voice there is the returning Garrett, Big G. I have returned. He has returned. He is like um, oh, something, had, something had, dark side. Some, yeah, we'll, we'll get revi- into it. Revive. We'll get into it. Over there, the silent horse, the ghost whisperer, Danny. The ghost ASMR king. No, we're not doing that. For all of your audio sensory needs, hit up Danny. Join the Discord. Nope. He he got you there. Join his OnlyFans. He, he does have an OnlyFans. No, I don't. We have an OnlyFans. We have one. We have an OnlyFans he's in charge of. We think that there's just feed pics on there. I There's nothing on there. <laughs> find, find us on there and say hello. Do you even have a paywall up there yet, or is it just like join in and see? Literally, do, I, do, have, I have no idea. You're the only one with the login, so you're going to have to tell us. No, I'm pretty uh, sure it's our, the usual this, the usual stuff. The, the usual. Then we can all get in. <laughs> we <laughs> Let's post some feet pics, baby. Oh, my God. Already off the tracks. To get back on the tracks, let's start off by thanking you, dear listener, at the top of this episode for taking the time out of your day to click on this episode and listen to us. It means a lot that you did that. We appreciate your support, your feedback of any kind, and we want you to know that we are always striving to improve and make our podcast the best that it can be. We seriously could not do this without you, and we're grateful for your continued support. So from all of us here at This Week in MTG, thank you for listening, and we hope that you continue to join us. Another round of thank yous we got to give here. Folks, we need to boost these OnlyFans numbers. We're at zero followers right now. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy, what a what a day! <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> new login to OnlyFans. Exactly, <laughs> I did it on my phone. Niv, miss it. Get back to the intro. Uh, the other people we gotta thank. Hey, maybe this is how we're gonna we're, we're gonna uh, mic we're gonna migrate the Patreons over to OnlyFans. <laughs> Guys, get on it. Oh my god. Uh, big thank you to our patrons of the podcast. Their monetary support goes for hosting the website of the podcast feed and buying packs and cards for the monthly giveaways that we do. So big, ginormous, well, well, I did it again. The big, ginormous thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Casey B, Taylor M, Ricky R, Chris O, Coco, and just got to quickly plug in here, the Aquarium Guys podcast. Go check them out if you need your fish needs uh, quenched or 
just want some entertaining podcasts. They're good. And finally, Chapman. He's back. Chapman's back. He's back. Chapman's back. Yeah, yeah baby. He was on last week's episode. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he jumped in. He wasn't on. He jumped in. That's what was, I was just about to ask. Yeah. We need Chapman. We need you on again. Because what? Had to been a year ago. Over a year ago. We had him on. on. Yeah, that we had him on. Because I... Th- was it a, we were just missing JB, or was it just a random, we got Chapman in? I think it was random, we got Chapman in. I got to find this episode anyway. now. I'm pretty sure it's titled Chapman. So Chapman, yep. <laughs> let us know. If you guys want to be crazy too, uh, go check out our Patreon or OnlyFans. <laughs> Links down below. Maybe I'll get the only. It's free. <laughs> the only, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a paywall up yet. Uh, currently on Patreon, we have two tiers, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. You get opponent for drawing, uh, booster pack drawings for the $3 tier. The $10 tier gets you put in for a commander card that is valued between like 15 plus, 15 plus dollars. And yeah, there's a secret live stream that we do the drawings for every month, beginning of the month, sometime pretty loosely on the weekends. And then also you get access to the Patreon exclusive Discord channel that's in the whole Discord, which is free, but there's just one channel that's to Patreon members where they get the unedited episode posted in there and they can listen to, which will have, you know, the opening bits and then like all the other stuff that gets cut out to help keep us in that nice tight hour and a half episode length. So... Yeah, you could check us out there. If you're unable to or don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also support us by sharing this episode with your friends, family, your LGS rival. Uh, sharing it, getting it in front of ears is always wonderful. Another way that you can support us is completely free of doing, rating and reviewing us. On all the podcatchers, they have a rating or viewing system. So give us whatever stars you think is worth us or whatever your comments you want to make in iTunes. Be gentle. Garrett doesn't want to hear the harsh words. He's very soft ears. Give it to me, Daddy. And then another way you can support us is by checking out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Speaking of, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown where you'll know what we're going to be talking about tonight or today. So we're going to start over at the Boggle Desk, reunited, and it feels so good. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. It's mine. Big G's going to give us a, a salt and sugar report, talk about uh, the NRG Modern event that happened this last weekend kind of important because we got some lord of the rings cards and stuff wait was lord of the rings in this one maybe we'll see when we get there then we're going to talk about some upcoming events from there we got a lot of news this week starting off with some awesome uh promos and stuff getting announced with the secret lair summer secret lair drop the pro tour promotions 
and then Mark Rosewater getting inducted to a Hall of Fame, a Game Designer Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yay. And then a nice little segue from the news to the contract currency. We're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings prices and stuff like that. And then that's going to lead never us... guess where they're at. Oh, yeah. We'll give you two guesses, and uh, the second one's free. Then we'll move to the counter currency section where I'm going to guess we're going to talk about some more Lord of the Rings prices and play our weekly game that we do of where I guess why a card is moving up in price. After that, that's the end of the episode. Y'all can go home. Now, clearly, it's you two that always make us go to like three hour long podcasts. Clearly, so, sure. Whatever you say. Let's let's see if we can beat whatever, Anthony's and my time of last week of an hour and a half. Whatever you say. So let's get into some salt and sugar report. So naturally, I have been gone the last two weeks. Uh, the first week I was gone, I was at North Dakota Boys State, which is a fun little camp I get to do every year. This will be my. This was my sixteenth year involved with the program, uh, including when I went to the program to be a part of it. Goddamn. Had lots of beers. Uh, for those of you who haven't tried the. Uh, Bush peach, it's a lot better than I thought it would be. Well, peach anything is good. Um, and then Danny will be excited about this. Matt won't. Uh, I played lots of golf. So I have 27 holes of golf lined up for this week, which I'm super excited about. But there's that. The the downside of all that other fun stuff. Oh, also, uh, it's my son's birthday. We did family pictures last week. That's why I wasn't here last week. <laughs> Um, we had his birthday party. He's one years old. He shares a par- uh, birthday with uh, Parker from Everything Sideways, which is awesome. Makes yeah. him even cooler. You could you could just jump on the cool. Both scale. Parker and my kid are cooler because they share a birthday. Yes. And you missed it when you stepped out. Popped onto his Twitch just to chat for a little bit and go like, "Hey, happy birthday! Glad to see my my son has some someone so cool to share a birthday with." He's saying happy birthday to him. Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. That's fucking cool. Uh, Parker Shaffle, legitimate badass. Still, go check him out. You can find him on everything sideways anywhere online. Yes, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, so the the downside of that, I didn't play a lot of Magic. Haven't bought any cards. Didn't buy any Lord of the Rings yet because I'm going to buy all singles. Fair enough. Because most of the singles are under two bucks. That I would probably want. So yeah, and all the packs are just kind of, uh, and they're just gonna; those prices are gonna keep going down. Like we were just talking, the top sixteen cards is eleven dollars and up, according to MTG Goldfish. And we're oh, getting, really? Yeah. Where does num- it also number include- number? I'm and it's just the regular versions. Okay. Of cards, um, so the number one card, the one ring, is sitting at like sixty six bucks. Jesus. The next card is like 34 bucks, and then the next card is 12 Okay. Yeah. So it's huge price differences. And then everything from, you know, 3 to 16 is all within a dollar of each other. Like, it's all like 11 something okay. for the most part. And then you go from 16 to 17, and it jumps from, you know, 11.50 down to 8. <laughs> and then the next like 10 cards are like, eight to five and then it goes five to two. Oh boy. <laughs> so I think this is going to be a lot of like what we saw with Zendikar rising with everyone trying to open packs and get the, um, get the fetch lands. Yeah. The box toppers there. Yep. Well, not even the box toppers because you could open foil versions or non foil versions of the fetches oh, in, the, in collector, the collectors, the collector which is why like Zendikar rising is so low on the price range too. I almost forgot about that. But, well, and I've had to remember because I'll go through cards and go, oh, this is an Endicar Rising card. It's a pretty good card. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. A lot of Zendikar Rising was opened, so it's worth $2. Great. Hey, all Magic players that want to play the game just love a $2 card. Exactly. You can do a lot of stuff with a bunch of $2 cards. So Yeah. All right, but let's talk about some modern NRG series showdowns. So this happened on June 24th, and we're we're presenting a little bit differently. We're going straight to nerdragegaming.com for the results. So what I'm going to do is quickly just go over who was playing it with the best pronunciation of the name in case I screw up, and what deck they were playing along with what place they had in case you couldn't figure it out based off of the order I'm going in. So coming in first place with Teamer Rhinos is Matt Huey. Sorry, Matthew Huey. He is listed as Matthew. I think it's Matehu. Matehu? Oh, great. We're getting the substitute teacher. I am off of school time right now, dude. (laughs) You done effed up, A.A. Ron. Just got to make sure that you're on your toes. (laughs) Uh, And then second place with some Rakdos Scam, Thomas DeChops. DeChamps? DeChamps. DeChamps. I bet he likes the chops. The chops. The pork chops. Ha ha. All right. And then Fletcher Johnson coming in third place with a living end deck. Thomas Brown coming in fourth with mono white hammer. Did you say Thomas? What did I say? Travis. Sorry. Travis Brown. I could have swear you, you said Thomas. That's I thought why. I heard Thomas too. <laughs> That's you might have. It's like, what? We're, here you go. You ready? We're going to an old catchphrase. Words are hard, okay? Yeah, they are. I am on summer teacher brain mode where my job consists of mowing lawns and maintaining a golf course. No learning happens. That's why it's great to have you back. We'll get you learned <laughs> up here. We uh, have the school of this week at MTG. It'll well, whip you, you know in what? shape. Cat Miller Granger came in fifth place with Mono Green Tron. You know what's funny about that? What? Hermione Granger was a cat. <sighs> really? We're the reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael totally Anderson coming in sixth place with Golgari Yogmoth. Related? No. Maybe somewhere down the line, but not super. Anyway, Chris Smith coming in seventh with Abzan Yogmoth. And then Isaiah Mosher coming in eighth place with Rakdos Scam. Now, quickly, as Matt was talking about these and or doing the intro, I was looking over the. Teamer Rhinos, pretty standard build, um, mainly because it's using the Crashing Footfalls and it's got Murktide Regent and then some of the uh, Elementals and Shardless Agent to get those cheap things out for cheap. Um, There are no Lord of the Rings cards in this deck. Nope. But the thing of note, last week there's a Teamer Rhinos deck that had a Become Immense in the 75, and this also has a Become Immense in the 75. And then... With Thomas's Rakdos Scam deck, uh, pretty typical build. So we've got the Grief, we've got the Fury, Ragavans, uh, Voidwalkers, Season Pyromancer, and uh, Kroxa, along with the Fable of the Mirror Breaker and Blood Moon in the main board. Um, uh, and then the typical spell package. What? I was just oh. saying that there's a card. Yep. Uh, and in the sideboard, we've got our first Lord of the Rings card in this event, Orcish Bowmasters which has been seeing some good play, and a lot of people are looking for that one. So, Mainly the borderless version. All right, and then Fletcher with his living end deck. We've got, you know, the griefs. We've got the all of the... It's a living end deck. It, 
there is a, a Lord of the Rings Rings card in here. Generous Int. Five oh, and a green. Five, seven, tree fork that has four cycling for a single colorless. So it gets that whole cycling cycling bit there, goes mm-hmm. to the graveyard, and it's a it's a fat body. It's a five seven. And it's got that reach, baby. ETPs and you make a food? Yeah. All right. So there's our second and Lord of the Rings card. Ophalent. Also a mountain cycler there. Oh, Lord of the shit. Rings cards. There we go. Two. And I skipped over that one. So six cards in the main, it looks like, of this living end deck from Lord of the Rings. All right, Matt, we're going to play this game. You are the Lord of the Rings identifier in the decks. Okay? Gotcha, baby. Perfect. All right, and then going down to our fourth place with Mr. Brown, his mono-white hammer deck. Uh, pretty typical build. You know, you got the Esper Sentinels, you got Ornithopters, Pierce of Paladins, a Stoneforge Mystic, along with the hammer, and then a couple of other things to get out of the main board, like a Shadow Spear and Cauldra Complete as well. Matt, do we have any? To, to those that love Hammer and saw the Forge a new card in Lord of the Rings, uh, this person is running two in here, so currently six ways to like instantly equip uh, equipment and stuff. There so you go. Forge a new white two enchantments. When it enters the battlefield, return target equipment from your graveyard to the battlefield. As long as it's your turn, you may activate equip act abilities anytime you could cast an instant and you may pay zero rather than pay the equipped cost of your first equipped ability you activate during each of your turn <laughs> so uh that cauldra completes zero when it equips <laughs> now if it's your first one right not too shabby all right and then coming up to miller granger miss cat's deck uh pretty standard build for mono green but We've got our first appearance of the ring. The one ring. The one ring. That's right, folks. So the one ring, they've got three copies in the main board. Noted. Not the one of one ring. Not the <laughs> one of one. Just the one <laughs> ring. They've they've got four the one rings. I don't know how that works. Must be working with the multiverse somehow. Who knows? Uh, but three in the main board and then one additional in the side to complete the play set there. Then I think that was the only... Yes. The only one in that deck. All right, jumping down to the Golgari Yogmoth deck. Again, like modern hasn't changed all that much. And even with the introduction of the Lord of the Rings set, not much has changed. Our the good decks are just getting more toys to play with. Arguably, we're going to be seeing whatever current modern meta, you know, decks are going to find their way after some time, you yeah. know. What was the whole thing of like there's an infinite combo in like Lord of the Rings draft that wasn't seen right away or whatever yeah. and shit like that. So like we're, we could see more Lord of the Rings decks come out in the future. Just people are like, this is what I know is good. And I'm fine with just like removing a slot as we saw, you know, the the Stoneforge deck there. Yeah. They only put in two Forge anew instead of the full playset and stuff to like if they're really in on that. I'm going to say this, though. I don't think right now, like looking over all the Lord of the Rings cards, I don't think there's going to be a modern Lord of the Rings archetype deck. I think a lot of decks will find cards out of the Lord of the Rings set to put in them. So like we've already talked about, you know, Tron getting the one ring. So anyway. Seems like the right place for it. Right. Um, but pretty typical build for this Golgari Yogmoth deck. We've got the grits, uh, we've got some birds, we got some strangle roots, young wolves, wall of roots, of course, the namesake, Yogmoth is in the deck, ignoble hierarch, 
and a few other fun things like Court of Calling and Eldridge Evolution. Any Lord of the Rings cards? Not in that one. Not in that one. Now let's go to the Abzan Yawgmoth deck. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> there, there's, there's a more. lot. There's more in here. <laughs> so uh, this one, obviously, uh, getting that white in there um, for a few things, but let's talk about the Lord of the Rings cards that got in there. The first one, Delighted Halfling. So tap it at a colorless mana or tap it at one mana of any color. Spend the mana to cast a legendary spell, and that spell can't be countered. It's a 1-2 Halfling Citizen. The good thing is, it means that your Yawgmoth can't be countered. Yay! Or Which, your Grist as well, because it says Legendary yep. Spell, so your spell. Grist. But then there's also some Legendary Instance out of there, too. Is there? Out of Lord of the Rings. There's one Legendary Instant. Oh, I was about to say. Out of the set. The, yeah, not in this, not in this list. Gotcha, no. gotcha. Um, but yeah, so there's the first one. What's the next one there? Samwise Genji. Yeah, 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 and remind the folks at home, what does he do? White, green, 2-2, two, two, halfling peasants. When another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you create a food. Sack three food, return target historic card from your graveyard to your hand. Historic, just for a reminder, are artifacts, legendaries, or sagas. They're all historic. And the next new addition from Lord of the Rings is an orcish bowmaster, so one and a black. <laughs> or archer, flash, when it enters the battlefield... And whenever an opponent draws a card, except for the first one they draw of each, in each of their draw steps, Orgish Bow Masters deals one damage to any target, then amass Orcs one. And this card, people are talking about wanting banned in Commander. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. but at the same yeah. time, it's not going to be a format breaker. Turn, turn two, play this. Oh, hey, by your turn... Anyone draws an extra card here? Yeah, it's a one one. It's a one one. It doesn't. Yeah, it just gets bigger by one each time. So, well, I'm not talking about. I was just saying the, the bowmaster itself is one. Anyways, before we do, uh, dive too far off yep. into the commander talk on this modern bit here, and the uh, sideboard has a Lord of the Rings tech in it. Oh, um, no. Yes. Yes. Where? You, right over it, Boromir. Oh, Boromir, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> fucking looking at everything else. Like, Where the fuck is it, guys? Where is it? I'm not I'm not doing good at my game here. Uh two and a white. Three three human soldier vigilance. Boromir, warden of the tower. Uh when an opponent casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast it, counter that spell. Sack him. Uh creatures you control gain indestructible till end of turn. The ring tempts you. Don't think they're caring too much about the ring tempting you, since they only have two ways to have the ring tempt you. Yeah. Um, and then the last place, well, the eighth place deck, uh, the other Rakdos scam deck. Um, again, pretty typical build. Uh, this one does not have the Ragavans in it, so it's just uh, the four copies of Fury, Grief, Season Pyromancer, and Dothy Voidwalker. It's got a couple of Fable of the Mirror Breakers and Blood Moons in the main. And then the pretty typical um, spell package, so uh, Fain Death, Thoughtseize, Terminate, Lightning Bolt, Undying Evil, and then Culligan's Command, and then got to, I would say again, it's typical sideboard tech for this deck. A few things, like I haven't seen Slaughter Games in too, in, in too many of these builds, uh, so Slaughter Games is two, and then a black and a red sorcery. It cannot be countered by spells or abilities, name a non-land card, search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for any number of cards, with that name and exile them. 
then that player shuffles their library. Um, and then, Matt, I know you'll be excited about this one. The Hidiksu consumes all. There's one copy of it in the sideboard. Single one. Single one. Um, but then, yeah, that's uh, that covers that. So little bit of difference. I'd say a little bit maybe shaken up of things, but there we go. Let's talk about the Arena Open Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth Limited that is coming to a computer near you July 1st and 2nd. Ooh. Boom. There we go. So it is that time of the year. You know what it means. A new set comes out. That means there's an Arena Open that you must be 18 or older to participate in. You have regional eligibility restrictions apply, void where prohibited, and then you may receive monetary rewards, but that requires you to have or create a Wizards account, DCI account, or an iPayout account. I don't think you read that fast enough in the typical like manner, you know, when like the terms and conditions get read in a, in a news bit there. But here's the thing. Now you need to refer to the official terms and conditions. Agree and continue. Okay, I'll accept it. Awesome. <laughs> I'll expect that check in the morning. All right, so a quick recap for some of you in case you have not listened to us on how we do the wonderful recaps when it comes to these arena opens. Oh, anyway, sorry, it's just Danny talking to people. Yeah, it's just Danny. Yeah, me being a moderator. All right, so the arena open begins on Saturday, Saturday, July 1st with boast, both. Boast. 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 With boast of best of ones. Boast. <laughs> and best of threes. Army uh, broken bow. Shut up. the wolfshish with the wolfshish. <laughs> We're about to get into specifically Pacific time, okay? Just calm down, everybody. Are you going to boast about it, too? He will. He's the moderator. Anyway, so it's best, best of one Cheer. and best of three Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth sealed matches using 30-minute match timers for each player. Best of one matches, you need seven wins to earn you an invitation token for day two. Best of three, you need four wins for an invitation to day two. Now, as a reminder, you can be in as many day one events as you want to try to earn that day two token. But if you earn more than one day two token, you only get to use one of them. And you can't really pass them on. So can't really. You can't. You can't. You can't. can't. It's not you, a can't really. You can't. You can't Hard really stop. at all. You can't boast about it. I'm not boasting. Okay. But you need to stop boasting while I'm boasting. Anyway. Oh, bad. So, like, you can enter as many day one events, but you can only claim one of the day two events. So there's that. Now, everyone that enters into any of the day one competitions will get a Dragon Horde sleeve, which this one looks pretty fucking sick. Agreed. So it's got the uh, the normal spread. It's got the um, Planeswalker icon being eaten by a dragon's mouth. Looks cool. All it right. It makes me think of uh, if you played Black Ops 4, that one level where you had like feed the dragon heads. Oh, yeah. It gives me that vibe there. I feel that. All right, so the uh, day one details. That's a zombies map, my bad. I should <laughs> specify. Danny's looking and like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He played all the Black Ops. It's a zombies. Danny's not a zombies fan. Anyway. Nope. The event opens on July 1st at 6 a.m. specifically Pacific time, and sign-up closes on July 2nd at 3 a.m. specifically Pacific time. You'll have three hours to complete your current run, 
but you won't be able to join after this deadline matches in progress will be allowed to finish. Um, and then if you can put two and two together with math, uh, day one ends on July 2nd at 6 a.m. specifically Pacific time. No new matches after this time. Again, matches in progress will be allowed to finish. Your entry fee is 25k in gold or 5k in gems, and this is for both the best of one and best of three. So you can pick your event. Either way, the cost the same. And we already talked about what happens um, for you to get that day two invitation. Best of one, you need seven wins, but you also get 5,000 gems with that. And for best of three, you need four wins. You get your day two invitation and 6,000 gems. So there's that for you. Um, and then just for the best of one, if you get sixth place, you get 2,500 gems. Fifth place, 1,000. Fourth through or four wins to zero wins. You get nothing. Not a goodbye. Have a good time. Now, in the best of one, if you get three wins, you get 5,000 gems. You get two wins, 3,000 gems. One win, 1,500. Zero wins. Nothing. Not a have a good day, sir or madam. Now, day two. You have to qualify on day one to participate in day two. No way. I know. It's weird. Now, there will be two best of three player draft competitions on day two using that same 30-minute time matches for each player. Now, you will be entering the draft anywhere from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. specifically Pacific time, and players will have until 12 p.m. specifically Pacific times to complete the four matches. Draft one features four guaranteed matches. Achieving a record of 3-1 or 4-0 in Draft 1 will earn you a Draft 2 token entry. Players with 4 wins will carry forward an extra loss pip, making their Draft 2 a double elimination, so more incentive for you to do very well in the first draft. Now, players with that... Uh, never mind, that's the same thing. I don't know why they put it in twice. Just... To challenge you. Just to clarify things. Hey, look at If you. you didn't hear me the first time, four and all records, you get an extra pip during your second draft, which means it's double elimination for you. All right, cool. Extra pip. Anyway, so draft one entry window again, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. specifically Pacific time. This is a two-hour window to join. You have until 12 p.m. specifically Pacific time to get up to three match wins or one loss. So... You have that whole time to get those games in. Now, draft one ends at noon on July 2nd, specifically Pacific time. And day two, or the draft two entry will start. From, and the window to join from that is 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. specifically Pacific time. You have until 6 p.m. specifically Pacific time to get in all four of your matches. Now, for draft one, if you get four wins, you get that uh, day two to or draft two token with the double elimination addendum to it. Three wins, you get the draft token with single elimination. Two wins, you get 2,500 tokens or gems. One win, uh, 1,500. Zero wins, you actually walk away with 500 gems. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, so now draft... Why is it giving me this? Oh, this makes no sense. It says day two, draft one at the top of the stuff for draft two. 
Yeah, what? they they, they missed a little yep. bit when we were. I remember when we were talking about it last week. So, uh, like, so oh, they did update it. So. so. Four wins will get you $2,000 and an August qualifier weekend invitation. Three wins will get you $1,000 along with that qualifier qualifier weekend invitation. Two wins, $500 and that invitation. And then only one win on draft two gets you 15K in gems. Zero wins, you get 5K. So I got, I got to bring this up. Did you did you see the entry, like read the date for the entry window? Yeah, the May 21st. I just completely skipped over that piece. Because it's also, well, it's the right time, but it's the wrong day. They really have some, need someone to proofread their stuff. I was like, what the fuck? Yep. We're it, supposed to go back it, in time, it folks. It is June 2nd, okay? Not May 21st. If you're looking at the actual article, it's June 2nd. Uh, so there's that well, wonderful Even June 2nd open. is beyond. It's past. Or July 2nd. Thank you. <laughs> Wow, here I am thinking I corrected things. <laughs> Danny, you got to be the uh, proofreader for Watson. Yeah, man. no shit. But speaking of fun events that more people will probably be interested in, MagicCon Las Vegas, September 22nd through the 24th in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, so they've got badges on sale. And let's see, do they put Black the... Black Lotuses are sold Sold out. out. The Black Lotus VIP and the Black Lotus VIP Plus. The 100K Limited Open. Are we really surprised about that? Not even remotely. Like, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, But there are still tickets for the Legendary VIP along with um, the Legendary VIP Plus that 100K Limited Open. You've got Mm -hmm. the Premium Weekend and all the single days, both the Premium and Regulars still open. Uh, Did you guys talk about all the fun stuff you get with everything last week? See. See last week's episode for all details on the fun-filled stuff you get with your price tag to go to MagicCon. Uh, gentlemen, do we encourage people to go to MagicCon? Did we have fun? That was yes. the worst decision in my life. Uh, Anthony was at, was mentioning last week, he's like, do we all go? Are we all going to Vegas this year? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Funnily enough, I don't think that weekend is open for me. I'll be in Indianapolis that weekend. Uh, no Vegas. I think that is the weekend I'm in <laughs> Indianapolis. Nice. Do you want to take a road trip down to Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> I would be flying. If we so would I be. I'm not driving 23 hours. You're saying you don't want to hop on a motorcycle all the way down there? Fuck that noise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the news. Starting us off with the news is Danny, who's currently looking up price tickets to Las Vegas. I mean, apparently flying out of Fargo, you can get... Tick, tickets to Vegas pretty, pretty cheap. cheap. Like sixty. Bossman was always telling me is like. Well, yeah, also, it, the thing is, though, it depends on when or where, you're, or what you're flying with. Yeah, oh God. Allegiance. No. Yes. Allegiance is. I think they're supposed is, to be the cheapest. No, Frontier's the cheapest, is which it? you don't want to go on because that's. Yeah. Do you kind get, of a trash. Do you those, get beat up in the aisle? Well, those you'll are, be lucky those if your like, plane makes it. You'd be lucky if you get on a plane. <laughs> um, no, Frontier is like $50 tickets one way, so it's it's really cheap to fly, but again, they oversell their planes quite often, so you're like, hey, unless you get like a reserved seat, like reserved, like you can't get kicked yeah. off. Let's buy these tickets, Danny. Let's fly on down there. Round trip on Delta to Vegas is six seventy nine. It's not bad. And that's with a one-stop in Minneapolis for some reason. 
I could have sworn he, boss man was saying that. I suppose yeah, Delta has to go. Yeah, it has to go there. down there. Allegiant will fly direct. Yeah, and they're like eighty bucks or whatever for. And it all depends on the part of the town of the year. Yeah, and I think it was like yeah, for less than two hundred dollars, you get a round trip. When I went to Vegas, I think it was three hundred, four hundred dollars. It's still pretty trip. good. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. What I suppose back on topic. Yeah. Is it Danny? Summer drop has been announced for Secret Lairs. Uh, we go to secretlair.wizards.com for all those wonderful packages you could possibly get. Wait, Danny, you need to make sure you bring up the most interesting fact about this Secret Summer Lair Super Drop. If you spend $200 or more, you'll get two, count them, two Brothers War Collector Boosters. Nice. And I'm guessing that's packs. Yeah, it does, <laughs> it's just a booster boxes. Awesome. That, that being said, I might get to 200 to see if they fuck up again and send boxes. You get collector boosters. Quoted here, two, the Brothers Wars collector boosters will be added to the order of every uh, to every order over $200, excluding tax, uh, or 200 pounds or 230 euros uh, threshold reach. Do, do, do. And it gives an example. If you got $400, you get four packs. Again, though, it just says boosters. It doesn't say booster packs or booster boxes. It says boost. Oh, no, it did say It packs. just says boosters. War- collector boosters. It's packs. <laughs> False advertisement. They're not going to get. Hopefully, they're not idiotic and give you four <sighs> though, boxes. No, arguably for for I, buying four hundred dollars worth of products. I think you could get them for that, though. You probably. could get them for that. <laughs> Be like you weren't clear, and when you hear boosters, that's you know plural. Yeah, you get two booster, but you didn't say packs. Could be boxes. Anyway, hopefully Wizards this. isn't listening to us, so they don't correct that one. Wait, they don't even correct things on their main website. They won't correct the support. Yeah, they page. want you to go in time, back in time to May, <laughs> and then June. But before you go on here, Casey says here at this week in MTG, we suggest saying "I'm the bomb" on the plane to let everyone know that you uh, you are a fun time and can get. Free we do drinks. not sponsor anything Matt just said. <laughs> Matt, Matt and Casey's reflections and words do not reflect the entity of This Week in MTG. Casey, there we go. I support this. I am perfectly <laughs> fine going on there saying I'm the bomb. Anyway. The understanding. <laughs> hey, anyway. what, secret, what secret layers we've got coming there, Matt or Danny? Matt or Danny? Matt or Danny? God damn it, kids. These See, days. he's getting madder. First up, we go to more adventures in Middle Earth. Um, we're going to get four cards. Uh, we have Slip on the Ring, which is a wa- uh, white one instance. Exile target creature you own, then return to the battlefield under your control. Ring tempts you. We have Gandalf, Friend of the Shire. Um, I'm just going to read names. Uh, then we have Mirror of Galadria. Drill. Your guess is as good as mine. And then we have Shire Terrence. We have Shire Terrence. The Shire Terrence. Um, But these are all like 80s cartoon, animation cartoon ish. Kind of in the same vein that they did the uh, D&D stuff. It is from the cartoon, uh, except for this one is from the movie, whereas Mm -hmm. the D&D one was from the Saturday morning cartoon. Yep, yep. 
Next up, we go to Death is Temporary, Metal is Forever, with some Mark Riddick art. Wee! And they are all amazing. Um, so we have Sir Conrad the Grim, Underworld Dreams, Waste Not, Wheel of Misfortune, and Matt's favorite, Nikki Star, the Mind Riser. Yeah, so you I, know Matt's buying three of this one. Yeah, I was about to say, like, this is this is all my Nekusar deck. These these are all cards that are going in there. That they are. Because I already got them in the deck. The the one that I didn't is Sir Conrad. Like, that's a good card for Nekusar. It's like, now I just got to put in Sir Conrad because you're just gonna get You're one. just going to get this, so yeah. might as well. Anyway, next up we go to Goblin and Squabblin. Uh, we get Goblin Lanky, Goblin Matron. Goblin Recruiter, Nexus, or Moxus, Goblin Grandi, um, Grandi, and Shatter King Brothers. These are all in. This is just comical. This screams to me Adventure Time. There this we go. The Wizard of Barge. Yep, yep, Wizard of Barge. So they're all very cartoony. They look so good. That they do. And the, and the cool thing about them is like the power toughness uh, indicator down on the bottom right. Yep. Is a goblin head. Yep. And it's so cool. Wizard of Barge knocks out of the part again. Like, two artists that are, like, my top magic artists currently, Wizard of Barge and Mark Riddick here, it's like, oh, they're, they're getting my money. You don't say, hey, one. where's your other one? That's not hung up yet. That means I got to have time to hung, hang up something. Anyway, moving along, next up we have Bad to the Bones, <laughs> which are all your hot rod, motorcycle-ish, <laughs> and moped arts um, done by Ryan... Is it Ryan Quickfall? Yeah. Uh, so we have Bottomless Pit, Necron Mist. Hold on. Before you, you got to read the, the flavor text for Bottomless no. Pit. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, like I said, Necron Mist. Assembling a skeleton. Eat my dust, flesh bags. As reassembling from, skeleton from, from the tomb, baby. baby. <laughs> you gotta say it like uh, Coach Beard from Ted Lasso, though. Room from the tomb, baby. Have not watched Ted Lasso. Do do yourself a service. Then we have Tiny Bones, Tricket Thief. Tiny Bones doesn't actually own a scooter, so the art isn't canon. But you can imagine he did. But can you imagine if he did? <laughs> I love that. Anyway, oh, this um, is wonderful. Did did fucking Ryan like have? Have have say on, on the flavor text because he must have. Anyway, what's the last one? Gyro Reach synced on Sanctuary. Kick up your penheis, uh, penheisel appendages and rest for a while. Yep. Um, since I didn't do this before, um, I'll just do it at the very end. Not yeah, Marty here. The, the price recap. No. Oh. The. Uh, Lord of the Rings is by Bashki Productions. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were going to do the prices. No. I was like, just do that at the no, end. No, nope. I forgot to mention who did the art. Uh, then we move to an artist series by Ryan Alexander Lee. Um, we get The Nemesis of Reason, Gaia's Blessing, Twilight Prophet, Woods, a World Spire Worm, and the Worm Token. I think you get a couple of them. I thought I could be wrong there, though. But you for probably sure do. One. It's it's tokens, so you probably will. T- to give you an example of the artist uh, Ryan Alexander Lee, he did 
notable pieces like Command Sphere, Empty the Pits, uh, Every After, Fraying Sanity, Imprisoned in the Moon, just to name a few. Snapcaster Mage. Oh, yep, the uh, Ultimate Master Snapcaster, oh, Spectra Ward. Someone would be disappointed if you didn't scroll down and mention the next card. Keep scrolling. Oh, Te- Tezzerate the Schemer, yep. Anyway, he's out here. He has a pretty good list of cards. Like These are all solid cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Sars Gaze Back, all by you, um, um, Maddy, or Madai. Uh, yep, you're as, um, guess as good as mine. So we have Flamekin Harbringer, Omnath, Locus of Rage, Risen Wreath, um, and then Voice of Resurgence. Voice of Resurgence. This one I am excited for. I li- I like the art in that one. Yep. They look good. They're very, they're, these are the kind of ones that you can imagine in like a stoner's room with black light over them, yeah. like postered up on the wall. Pretty fucking sick. And last but not least, it wouldn't be a secret lair drop without some basic lands. He wrecked it. <laughs> he just wanted the spit. The the He's, last the last secret lair is featuring the mountain goats. The band, the mountain goats. First up, we have mountain. Yep. Next, we have mountain. Oh, actually, nice. actually, first mountain, day one, night will come to these mountains. Mountain two. Our days, our idle pleasure window, um, window down. Their sweetness doubles as their numbers dwindle. Three, the date, the day draws back. The time struggle ebbs. Sun scarves relics lie about the lands. Four, here and there, an oracle who sees the night ahead. The rude glimmer of it, tucked into the sky, tucked into the corners of our sky. Number five, here. In the Windling Labyrinth, no shelter. Six. Here, beneath an ancient throne, small comfort. Seven. Into the dust of the road, the dust must borrow, burrow. From crag to crickside and past all points beyond, the evening falls. Eight. Night gathers where the flamekin wail, its fingers at their throats, are compact with the darkness was for nothing. Nine. One day, the day will find its furthest limit, the place beyond which no days are imagined. A place long sealed away, lost within the endless mountain range. One day, the night will find this place and breach it. Ten. On that day, then, the night will come to Loren. Narvak Reg Kinkith Prophet. So all the art on this is done by different artists. And uh, the story was written by uh, John Darnell of the Mountain Goats. Apparently, he loves magic a lot. I was posting up a lot, you know, that he's playing Magic in Arena and stuff. Yep. And they did a live concert. The Mountain Goats did a live album in League with Dragons from Wizards of the Coast headquarters. <laughs> I'm guessing it was not public because that probably feels, not. That feels like a thing that would have been covered here. Mm-hmm. Because. <laughs> So Music magic man. Anyway, prices for these are gonna be twenty nine ninety nine for non foil. Quick thing with the, the the basic lines of note here: it says this is the first time ever extended art on basics. These mountains truly are home of the mountain goats. You done, sir? Yes, I'm done now. Okay. 
Non-foil, $29.99. Foil, it's $39.99. Except for more Avengers and Modern Earth, or Middle Earth, we have the bundle within the set. So you have foil and non-foil for $69.98. They give you a cent off for some weird reason. Um, then we have the... Uh, Tearing up, tearing up the sick tube of non-foil bundles for two hundred eight ninety-nine, and then we have carving up the barrel of foils for two hundred seventy-eight dollars and ninety-nine cents, and then we have shredding a wave of everything bundle for four eighty-eight ninety-nine. So this summer drop, pretty fucking solid, I'd say, and I'm just completely biased as I said before. It has Wizard of Barge and Margarita Con here. So the question being, are you getting a bundle or are you just getting those two? Well, before the podcast, I got messaged by Noah. He sent me a link to the uh, the uh, Death's Temporary Medalist Forever, and he's like, "You want to go Swissy someone Ooh. and stuff." So probably something in there. I'm going to be talking with him more to get more details. Clearly, I didn't finish the conversation because we yep. started this exactly. And, uh, so I I don't know. Like even the mountains are pretty cool. Like get getting those mountains, I would totally have that in my mono blue. My mono red, mono blue deck. No, and here's the thing. What I was thinking about with that one, that is something I would I would somewhat be okay with spending $30 on basic lands for because it's all the same one versus two of two and two and two yeah. and two. Instead of just having five of or one of each yeah. or two of each of the One colors. of each or two of each depending on which one it is. Because like, oh, cool. I could put these in my mono red deck. Mm-hmm. Will I order them? No. But this is you, this is the, the opportunity for it. This is the closest one I've been to. Like, I'll, I'll buy some basic lands. Okay. I, th- I don't think you're the only one with this sentiment with this basic lands too. Because if I'm not mistaken, a bunch of like discourse on Twitter back when you know it was just like, oh, secret layers of just basic lands. Like, at least give us like it all being of one. Like, yeah, it's good to know that maybe wizards heard that. And they're trying something here. And this is kind of a cool way to do it as well. Like giving you flavor text on a car, on a basic land, pretty fucking dope. Right. Uh, to give you a story like this, you know, like they did flavor text uh, for for AFR and stuff yeah. like that. But you know, gives you a little. It, it gives you a little more of a card. It feels yeah. like maybe is the whole shtick for that. But yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm definitely yeah. gonna get like the bundle, the bundle, bundle or something you, like you this. Thinking? I'm thinking just because it's like I'm gonna be using a lot of the cards. The only ones I'm not like too. It about are the um the the star gaze back. Then if you're getting the bundle, Measies. I'm fine with this. Sweet. Because that so the the uh the stars gaze back one, like Yep. I play a lot of those cards in an elemental deck. And then the death is temporary metal is forever. Like I've decided mainly because I do have Mark Riddick art in it's my just office now. Mark Riddick, man. I'm just I Mark Riddick is I have to. And the cool thing is, is like my Nekusar deck. I already have uh, Deathrite Shaman in there because I'm like oh, Deathrite nice. Shaman is just so good. And it's like clearly I gotta use the, the Mark Riddick right? Deathrite Shaman in there. Hell yeah! And the only one I the only Mark Riddick art I don't have in there is um, the old Rutstein because it doesn't really like fit with the vibe of the deck. Yep. But that one, I'm working on. I missed out on the uh, totally brutality basic lands uh, super drop of Mark Riddick. Well, dude, I didn't, just I didn't get those. You so could. I gotta pay. I gotta buy those now. It's not the same thing, but you could do the Mark Riddick lands out of uh, all will be one. Yeah, right. Well, those ones are in my um, infect deck. 
because you, they're Phyrexian. <laughs> but you could put those in there because you can make your next Usar deck a sub theme Mark Riddick art. I could, but I mean, I, I got to get the original lands because I mean, like, look at you're all right. Those anyway, on to the news. <laughs> <laughs> on to the news. Well, hold on, Danny. Are you gonna get any of these? No. Is there any that at least looks pretty enough to you? Like no. it looks pretty, like art wise. I'd literally just get the lands and frame them. Okay. Yeah, that would be a fun one to frame. Are you gonna listen to the Mountain Goats now? No. Highly recommend you listen to the Mountain Goats. Sorry if you're listening, but I probably won't. <laughs> anyway, Garrett, what's next? Uh, Matt, what's next? <laughs> yes, it is. It is Matt's. Last week. They announced, uh, Wizards of the Coast announced some awesome promos that, for when you qualify for the second Pro Tour of 2024. So with the whole awesome Secret Layer drop coming, there are new cards we wanted to talk about. So qualifying rounds uh, for the new cycle of Secret Layer promos that are rewarded to participants as well as the top finishers. And they got some good blue and black hits, quote unquote, blue and black hits here. First up, we have an offer you can't refuse. It's a kitty with, meow. With artists done by Miho Eerie. And it's uh, Cat Bellerin. Meow. Uh, Jace Meowerin. Jace Catterin. Anyway. And it looks really cute. It's an uh, offer you can't refuse, can't uh, counterspell. There's Foil, Monfoil. There is Death Shadow with art done by Matt Stryker. And this is some fucking. This is that some looks art. fucking sick. This Death Shadow art is fabulous looking. Uh, foil and non-foil, and these are Secret Lair prizes. And then, uh, so December, September 9th through December 17th, Regional Championship Qualifier Promos. Those are those. Uh, you get those lands, uh, offer you Kitty Jace, is what they're called, and offer you, refuse an offer from Kitty Jace 2023 Challenge, impossible, uh, is your participation reward for that round. Playing an RCQ at a WPN retail to get one in non-foil with a traditional foil version available for larger events and exact distribution determined by your region program organizer. This version of an offer you can't refuse features new artwork from Miho Iri uh, and Kitty Jace. Okay, there we go. Kitty Jace. I don't know. Jace Catterin sounds pretty good too. Anyway. Or Kitty Bellerin. I can't stop thinking about the uh, accepting all the offers from Kitty Jace. That's what they say in there, not me. Uh, Death Shadow is everyone's favorite 1313 avatar of unspeakable death and despair. Non-foil versions are available to the top finishers at qualifying events, while traditional foil copies will be awarded to players who earn invitations to the regional championships. And this, as I said, uh, features new art from Matt Stryker. So uh, regional championships for Pro Tour Tour Pro Tour 2 in 2024. The regional championships for Pro Tour 2 in 2024 will be scheduled between January 19th and March 24th of 2024. The format for these regional championships is modern constructed. Cool to see uh, uh, Death Shadow in there then. Uh, so top finishers from these regional championships earn invitations to the second Pro Tour of 2024 and with uh, exact invites varying per region the winners of each regional champ as well as the finalists in the u.s the emea the emea and japan will also qualify for the magic world championship the 30th in magic history later in 2024 and there's currently just to everything that i'm aware of no details on that yet 
uh, regional championship secret lair prize card. So partaking in the secret lair prize events, Dragonlord Silumgar, Tarkir's corrosive Dragonlord has never looked better or as terrifying. Non-foil versions will be provided to regional championship participants to commemorate their achievement of making it to their region's big event while top finishers from each region will receive a traditional foil of the card as well this printing of dragon lord Simulgar features new artwork from wolf skull jack also very metal as fuck this art but a lot of people are disappointed by this card. <sighs> yeah, that is true. Everyone is disappointed. Like so many people. The the fact that it's a, a modern constructed event and they're using like maybe on the very outskirts of fringe pioneer playable card as like this level of prize. Yeah, people are just not happy. I don't know though. Uh, magic players are just always going to complain about something this is still cool art from a card and i'm just going to say like what's stopping people from trying to do a pretty dope ass like dragon deck because this dragon lord Simulgar is a six mana three five three five flying death touch etbs gain control of a creature or a planeswalker for as long as you control dragon lord Simulgar. mind control it's a mind control on a three five flyer death touch not too bad, you know. Minus that six mana cost. Mm. I mean, put some black. You could cheat black it and blue. Reanimate Obviously it. Obviously, they're gonna cheat it. Like maybe, maybe you have this be your indomitable creativity target. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> so qualify for the Pro Tour today. Pro Tour One and Pro Tour Two will have more definitive names in the coming months once we actually start talking about the 2024 release. But that does not make Pro Tour One and Pro Tour Tour any less real. While RCQs for Pro Tour 2 start in September, there's still time for you to qualify for Pro Tour 1. Upcoming qualifiers for your first step is your first step to the path of regional championships taking place right now and running in, running until August 20th. Um, Watsi, or not Watsi, uh, Paradox, they have theirs coming up, and J-Dubs also had theirs coming up, yep. and we did not talk about those. We'll mention them next week when we get the details and stuff pulled for them. So, Correct, Mundo. So is Pro Tour 2 now the new Rival League? It, it does a What? The new rival league? No, that whole that whole shtick is done. The MTG ambassadors is pretty much what the rival league is gonna be. <laughs> in in like the best way to like think of what it's gonna be. We talked about the MTG ambassador program last week. Uh, you you weren't here. You didn't listen. I know you didn't nope. listen. <laughs> I was on the. I didn't get home until eleven o'clock that night. Oh boy, buddy. Yeah. You poor bastard. That was a long fucking day. So uh, a quick recap here, real quick. Uh, MTG ambassador program is Watsy giving content creators free product uh cards and stuff ahead of time and uh that kind of shit we don't have enough where's traffic. ours we don't have enough traffic so f- so get on our only fans <laughs> so from my understanding this year's mtg ambassadors are was pretty much like invite yeah. and stuff for 2023 2024 they're going to work on applications to for people to submit and we'll yeah. see so, from there but here's the thing though mtg rivals were Actual pros playing cards, not just content creators. Yeah, being um, being ambassadors to the to the game. Two things: they're not paying the uh, they're not paying the ambassadors like what they were paying the uh, the rivals league. Rivals leagues they were getting a check. The ambassadors are just getting free product. That's technically a check. I mean, it's a check, but 
it's not it's taxable. Not, it's it's yeah, it's not like money coming out of their bank account. Like they're pennies on the dollar for whatever the amount of boxes. And like I said last week as the example, remember when everyone during Streets of New Capenna got that cool box with the wine glasses and shit, the flutes, no. shit like that. They were sharing that. That's what you can kind of expect from the MTG Ambassador Program. Beautiful sound. Music to our ears. Yes. And so uh, that's, we're getting sidetracked with that. But yeah, the MTG Ambassadors, they're getting, they're getting free shit. A lot, of, a lot of them have already posted up some videos of them getting stuff. You know, you got, uh, I know uh, Aristocards, he's part of it. Kes Wiley is part of it. Uh, I did see. I believe MTG Strict- Nerd Girl is part of the ambassador uh, yeah. too. Didn't Crim? Uh, Crim got one too. Crim's part of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude! Speaking of Crim, fucking, did you see? Well, it's Crim uh, was showing it off, but I saw that Pokemon released their Team Rocket attire, like a summer lineup of like black pants black shirt and stuff with all the big r on it i'm like oh this is amazing and then crim he got some and i'm like it looks so much cooler when you see it on like an actual person than just like a model and stuff i'm like i gotta get some of this shit because i'm a big pokemon fan anyway so before we get into the next bit of news uh today while i was making supper and getting stuff ready i was scrolling on tiktok waiting for something to get done cassius marsh recently acquired a full set of power from Alpha, Beta, and Unlimited. Oh, shit. Just a single of each one? A, well, and it was for sure a single of each one. Okay. And they, he's talking in the video. He talks about it because he'll sit, on, he'll sit on TikTok and do like live opens and yeah. stuff like that. Apparently, somebody messaged him going, hey, do you guys buy older sets? He's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, shoot me a DM. Uh, give me the details there, and we'll, we'll talk later. He's like, yeah, I got it from Alpha to Arabian Nights. <laughs> and I bet Cassius Marsh was like, my mouth is watering, baby. Let's hear some I'm more. Pr- I'm pretty sure the chub, was, <laughs> the chub factor was real because uh, he, he laid out the cards in the video. And like from the video, they look like they are in pristine condition. Oh, my God. Like, and obviously, that's a video. but And I would hope at least... Some of it he's gonna send off to get graded because god damn. Why would you do all of it? Yeah. Ah, dude, it's one of those tough things. Cards like that, yeah, those they're gonna be getting graded. They're not gonna be going to someone's fucking legacy vintage deck no. and shit like that. No. Or cube. But anyway it, Or a slab cube, maybe. It was that was a fun little bit of transition news into um our good old grandfather. Godfather, Papa, God, Godfather. Oh yeah, Daddy Rosewater. <laughs> Mark Rosewater is. Please don't be- do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're not do, content creators do, do from Magic the Gathering. Or maybe this is why we will eventually become because we give funny things. Who oh. knows? All right. So well, if Pleasant Ken- is Pleasant Kenobi, he swears and shit. Yeah. Like if they, if they could get him, like what's so bad about us? Wasn't Pleasant Kenobi a pro, though? He was. Was he a pro? Pretty sure he played on the tour. Well, I mean, anybody can play in there, but was he, like, any good? I know yeah. he makes, like, I know his the extent of his videos is, like, he's just, like, ragging on Watsy when he's fucking talking and shit. Anyway, though, so Mark Rosewater is being um, honored um, massively part of this uh, Lord of the Rings crossover event. So here is part of the article from wbur.org 
apparently they're affiliated with uh, the the BBC. Oh, good to know. So. All right, so, um, and I'm only going to read probably the first little bit of this email because then later it goes into other stuff, and I'll explain that afterwards. Uh, it is a big day for the world's first, that's right, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! We're number one, baby. Well, Magic did come out First before. trading card game, Magic the Gathering. It's officially releasing a massive crossover product with Lord of the Rings on the same day that the head designer, Mark Rosewater, is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame for academic for the Academy of Adventure Gaming and Arts and Design. So this is a direct quote from Mark Rosewater. This is my 28th year making magic, so it is so it is nice to get some recognition from the larger game design community. While I'm the person getting inducted, it's really because of the work so many people or the work of so many people. I want to thank all of those people because magic is a collaborative effort. It's not a thing made by any one person. It's made by hundreds of people. So one, really cool that he's acknowledging he does a lot of he does a lot of stuff, but he has so much help, and it's a it's a team effort. So along with Dungeons and Dragons, Magic accounts. Um, okay, so this is the part of the article where it goes into um, talking a little bit about the D and D stuff. Um, Hasbro stock going up and down because of things like the 30th anniversary packs. Oh, and my God. Yeah, they're coming that, back, baby. That's a thing that everybody forgot about, <laughs> 30th anniversary packs. Here we are, bringing it up again. Ugh. They still suck. Trudging those old memories. All right, Trash. so... <laughs> Um, they did get a chance though. They asked three questions and I somehow scrolled way too quick there. Uh, three questions with Mark Rosewater. Question number one, how influential has magic the gathering been? Magic came out in 1993 and it was out of the gate. Kind of a phenomenon. Richard Garfield, the man who created it expected to be an average normal game. And literally the first couple of years, we couldn't print cards fast enough I remember when I was a fan, I would have to sit outside the game store the day it came out because if it wasn't in line that day, I wouldn't get any. Magic has just grown and grown, and I mean, we're 30 years in, and our last year has been the best year we've ever had. <laughs> we're just going to not even, we're not even going to touch on it. We're just going to read the article. We're not giving any side notes, no soapboxes, no nothing. What would this podcast be without those? <laughs> Wait until I'm done with the questions then. <laughs> All right. How much creative space do you have to make new cards? Uh, Mark, Mark Rosewater. If we were building a house, the metaphor is I the metaphor is I and my team are the architects. We are doing the blueprints, and there are a whole bunch of other teams that do the build for the house and make sure that everything is what is what it needs to be. So a lot of my job is to keep coming up with new and different ideas. One of the great things about the game is that it keeps reinventing itself. And so one year, you know, we're having fairy tales, and the next, it's Greek mythology. Recently, we started doing what's called Universes Beyond, where we were taking other IPs, intellectual properties, like Lord of the Rings, and we're bringing that to magic, so that way the game of magic you love can also have an experience not just magic but with other ieps within magic give us power rangers or give us death you cowards you know what i want to see all the fucking doctor who shit and then i'll get on the soapbox with you for power rangers but leave me alone for the moment i have enough to be hyped about 
All right, and the third question. Do you ever worry that players may burn out over increasing pace of Magic releases? See, this is why I tell you to wait. He's not even paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things we've learned, and that is the biggest challenge of being the head designer, is lots of people play for lots of different reasons. When we make Magic, what we're doing is making a whole bunch of new cards that people can pick and choose what they want from it so they can play the way they would like to play. And so that's one of the biggest challenges. We're not making one game for one group. We're making many games for many people. So the way people don't get overwhelmed is, look, you just pick the things you like. The things you don't like, you don't play with them. Oh, my God. It's like we're we're going to do another good throwback here. There's a buffet. You don't have to have everything on the buffet. Just take what you want. But you, but you pay for the buffet. Do you eat everything at a buffet? Yeah, typically. I try to. Seriously? Really? Yeah, that's impressive. Like you, tr- like you try everything I, on the buffet line. I stay away from salad bar because I'm like, I'm not wasting my time with a salad bar if I'm, there's going to be like chicken potatoes. Well, I, should, I should take that back. Salad bars <laughs> are the occasional. Usually I don't touch it, but everything else on the buffet, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, so uh, really cool. Mark Ros- Rosewater is being honored, um, inducted into a Hall of Fame, and that is super cool. Um, yeah. And even all the hymns and haws and gripes and groans we have about Magic, the game we love, and some of the things that Wizards and Hasbro do with it. It's Hasbro, not Wizards. Yeah, it's been... Well, again, we're not going to get into this. Don't bring it up. Danny's going to get... He, he's pushing... He's going to figure out a way. He's pushing his soapbox here. Um, what, what, what kind of podcast what, would we be if we didn't have exactly. fan favorite Danny Soapbox moment? You're right. That's fine. Do we want the soapbox? No. The, <laughs> we the floor is yours, sir. Danny was just just did a whole cat thing. I like there. to tease. Okay, um, but anyway, um, despite oh, all this, Danny. despite yeah. all of this, it is a card game that will outlive quite a few of them. So we already have outlived quite a few of them. Well, and like some of them resurgence, like Digimon died off, and now it's starting to come back a little bit. But I think it's starting to die off again. Is it really? I think so. Well, it has. Well, that doesn't have that doesn't have a animation series going with it. That's why it's dying. Yeah, Magic like, doesn't have an animation series with it. No, true, it doesn't. But Magic also has thirty years before the animation. Like, yeah, obviously it was ninety three, but you have the. 40, 50-year-olds are keeping that game alive. Yeah. Digimon, Pokemon started because of the animation. Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, yeah. started because of the animation. I would, I would, I would Digi- argue. Digimon started because of the animation. I would argue. And then Digimon is now dead. Not because of the animation. Because they wanted to sell that fine, fine merch. Well, and I But think, either way. I think, though, Pokemon was originally started because of the manga. And then it went into the video game. And then it went into the animation. Well... But but you, but you get what either, I'm saying. Either either which way, something else is helping those ones. Yeah. Yes. Where Pokemon will be the one to, at least rival for a while. Yeah, I don't think we'll die anytime soon. But they're also getting to more of the recycle and rinse and repeat kind of yep. thing. It's a good example of the capitalist machine at work here. Where hey, speaking of capitalist machines. Yeah. Magic Lord of the Rings booster boxes hop five hundred dollars as collector hunt collectors hunt for the ring of power. 
And this is yeah. all because of the removal of the MR, MRSP value of booster boxes. Yeah, that's still bullshit that they're yep. standing by that. Yep. Um, so an article brought to you by Polygon, um, also by Charlie Hall from Polygon. Um, in March, the Magic the Gathering publisher Wizards of the Coast announced a splash promotion to support its first set of cards based on J.R.R. Tolkien's Ring of the F- Lord of the Rings. A singular, singular card representing the One Ring has been hidden among thousands of packs of cards. Promotion encouraged at least one reseller to replace to place a multi-million dollar bounty on that card. As of Friday, the launch day for Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth, boxes of cards are selling for a whopping $518.45. That's <laughs> roughly twice what past sets of cards have cost per box. So how did this come how did this come to it? I think that's also the price of like a PlayStation 5. <laughs> uh yeah yep. probably um, <laughs> or or speaking of fun things that'll be coming up so you get these fun little ad things from like oh hey here's mm-hmm. this bundle so we've got commander masters coming out later 534 dollars and 99 cents you ready for what you get for that all the cl- all the commander boxes you get a you get- slap in the face and they take your wallet on top of that anyway. in addition to you get a <laughs> Uh, collector's booster box. You get one of each of the commander decks. You get, it looks like, four and four of the lightning bolts and the path to exiles, along with one soul ring of the uh, Magic Fest variety. Uh, three packs, Eldritch Moon, Hour of Devastation, and Core 21, some Magic Fest lands. You get some of the... You get some of the uh, uh, token clicker things and some other stuff. I'm going to look into that. All right, cool. Anyway, go on. So anyways, in January 2019, Wizard released a new kind of booster pack with its Ravnica Allegiance set, known as Collector booster or collect, collector Boosters. Wasn't it VIP packs? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't that recall. Was, that was Ravnica, VIP. Ravnica Allegiance didn't have that. It wasn't until uh, Collector Boosters came out for Zendikar, Zendikar Rising. Rising. I was going to say, initially, wasn't it VIP? No, it wasn't VIP. What was oh, the VIP the, box? The, the VIP packs came with double masters, but the thing that came with that was the uh, the allegiance was the myths the mythical one, where you got those planeswalkers. And that was that was a secret. That was like a secret. Uh, uh, it was kind of a se- like it was precursor to secret layer. Yeah. What the fuck is it called? Mythic, the mythical edition. Mythical. Edition. Mythic edition. Yeah. And it's saying it's known as collector boosts. So it's like Charlie Hall. I'm sorry, my dude. Uh, Do research. <laughs> don't, don't be so hard. Uh, we're we're here. Hit us up. <laughs> Anyways, these packs include more rare cards than any kind other kind of booster pack. They were also priced much higher than other packs, with manufacturers suggested real to retail price of twelve dollars and ninety nine cents for fifteen cards. Mind you, that was only three times the amount of cl- boosters back then. Because I think boosters are about four bucks. Three ninety nine. So yeah, four bucks. Yeah. Um, then one month later, Wizards of the Coast had the great idea of uh, of stop listing an MRC, MRSP for its product. Quick recap with that. One of the things, like I'm paraphrasing their whole reason for why they stopped it, and it was very bullshit. It's like, we want to make sure that uh, no other denomination, like a region that has a different denomination than USD, feels... Uh, 
deprived or whatever. They're saying it's like comparing like yen peso to the USD, like there's that markup for uh, other, you know, other forms of yeah the reason the reasoning that the company gave at the time was to simplify international pricing which is absolute bullshit msrp and international is like what you still do yo like it's the same ratio (laughs) whatever um but anyways so now you got these fucking stores that are just like oh let's raise the box down to 500 right what, um, 518 for a fucking booster box yep. instead of like a, a good MSRP of like, I don't know, 399 or whatever for a collector box. Like, I don't know, 399 should $300 max. So, yeah, somewhere in there. Anyways. Anyway, anyways. we're digressing. So moving along, um, we go to uh, Blake Rasmussen, um, count, um, I guess, quoted, quote Blake, uh, we're making this change to streamline our communications around new products. Um, MSRP are not favored in many parts of the world, which led to some confusion among our global player base. As magic becomes more and more global, it makes less and less sense to suggest a retail price. I want to fucking talk to a goddamn economist about this because last I checked, video games are bought internationally. Fucking Beanie Babies are bought internationally. That's like more of a stretch who's buying a fucking Beanie Baby. But you get my gist where I'm going. Barbies, Brad Stalls, all that shit. Fucking based in the u.s they're all international and bullhogginless and they're like nah man we're just gonna we're just gonna cut this msrp i'm sorry i'm very tilted still about msrp and shit like yep. this here um but that but the change in policy also enabled the increased modification of magic cards especially unopened box product well because they could get more money for them <laughs> Am I going to be able to finish this? I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to be able to finish I'm it. I'm sorry. One sentence, Matt flips. One sentence, Matt <laughs> we, flips. We could get One more. One sentence, Matt flips. We can make more cards because we're charging more per cards because we don't have an MSRP. Who knows what the price of a box is? Everybody's just kind of like put them at this nice like little bit and then it's a spike and everyone's like, oh, someone's selling at a spike. It's a higher. And that's how we get 518 fucking dollar boxes, dude. Oh, Anyway, sorry. Damn. No, that's not how you get. The five hundred eighteen dollars box. No, because everyone's looking at it and they're seeing, oh, this other place no. is selling it for this much, and then no. we can get. No, no one's gonna want to fucking sell. I mean, with these ones specifically, you got the one of one ring. That's why they're getting higher. There's that. But what other what, what other collector seeing, boosters have reached this height? But they're still looking at what, like, what other, other collect, sellers. What other collector boosters has reached this height? Has like double masters been close? I think they're like mm. four fifty plus somewhere in there. Double Masters? Probably like the opening weekend type of stuff, but they went down here, soon. Here, I'll give you like two minutes of silence for me while Thank I look God. this up. <laughs> now that it's easier to talk um, than ever. <laughs> now that it's easier than ever for would-be investors to purchase boxes of booster packs and either sell or them, math, waiting for the price to go up after set launches or quickly flip them on a global secondary market. Of course, individual investors aren't the only ones interested in the price fluctuation. Online realtors like Amazon have algorithms that are very good at monitoring and adjusting prices in real time based on consumer demands. It's no wonder then that the world's largest retailer has opted to let market forces decide how much a new box of magic cards could cost. And also, with the increased popularity of this particular set of cards... That retail price has gone sky high. 
roughly roughly doubled the cost of previous collector boost uh, boxes. I just pulled up Double Masters 2022 yep. at at launch. It was 325 yep. per box, and now yep. it's 233 per box. Yeah, and it dropped $140 within two months. Two months. Oh, yeah. Two months, it dropped $140. So the reason why this the collector boosters are going to drop once the one ring has been found. 100% guarantee this. It's going to drop because obviously everyone's searching for the one of one. Yeah, with with fucking people offering you know a million dollars, two million dollars. Yeah, like this is this is the fucking gambling card. This the the, the lotto ticket. That mind you, mind you, it's get. two million dollars for an unrated card, ungraded card. Yeah, um, last week or was it the week before? One of those weeks, uh, Anthony and I we were talking about like TCG other, other cards and like uh, how much they fetch and we were yep. talking about the uh the one baseball card that was sold in 20 August 2022 for like 12 million dollars and how already the one of one ring if it actually fetches the price of 2 million dollars someone pays 2 million dollars for it, it 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 guaranteed to beat the currently the black lotus the most even the yep. most expensive one that is in the ethos of or, or not the ethos, the one that Post Malone paid of 800k for for the signed artist proof, which yep. not full Magic card, but that's like official Magic card Black Lotus of 540 thousand dollars still. Yep. So the top 10 highest sports cards are worth more than two million dollars. Yes. There was also a Pokemon card that was like 5.4 mil. Yep, that's the, probably the first the Pikachu, edition. The Pikachu, the Pikachu artist one, which was only given. There was only forty-one copies of that. Mm-hmm. That that was that was the thing that we were talking about there. There's only forty-one copies, and currently, I think they said that there's only like a handful that are like graded and known where they are at and yep. stuff like that. And that's at five point four mil. And this is going to be a one of one ring, right? And as soon as whoever has it, wherever it's found, like that's I don't know, that's going to surpass I, the and here's the thing. Pikachu art card, and that's going to be the thing, like. If and when it gets graded, I would hope that somebody fucking grades it. If I were to get it, I'd be uh, taking two weeks off. I know Keegan and I would be going to, uh, I believe, Columbus, Ohio, because that's the closest uh, PSA, and we will be hand-delivering, or I will be hand-delivering the card. You're going to fucking take Keegan over us? Uh, We were talking about it today, so yes. Rude. No, have you guys seen the, uh, it's just a stupid fucking picture, like... If I win the lottery, I'm not telling anybody, but there will be signs, and it's a screen view of a house with a Millennium Falcon outside of it. <laughs> That's Danny right now. <laughs> I'm taking two weeks off, no, but I will not tell. I, I will I, not tell anybody, but I, there will be signs. I, I'm sorry, it's Dayton, Ohio, and I will be staying with my cousins. There you go. You cheap bastard! You're gonna get two million dollars, and you're just fucking gonna couch surf. Who, the fuck is you, wrong with you? Do you think I'm gonna be? If I'm getting become a graded, boozy bitch. If you think I'm grading it and I'm going to only get $2 million for it. Someone's asking, someone's giving $2 million for an ungraded card. Okay, fair. We're also, we're also, let's sit back and think about this for a second here. We know our friend Danny. (laughs) He ain't buying no fucking collector's packs. He's the kind of guy that would go in occasionally. I'm going to go buy one of the gift bundles and I will pull it out of that. Dude, fuck you. I'm buying a commander (laughs) deck and pulling it out of that. But you can't. You can't. You can. Oh, can you get them? The, the I, I thought you couldn't buy them boosters? Boosters. Commander boosters. Or commander no, no, ba- they, um. they got those like uh, tasting. They've got the boosters. sample collector Samples. boosters, which Th- that can be put in there too. 
I thought it had to be an actual collector pack. Yeah, I think there I were was, murmurs that it could be no, those two, because but Wizards, there's no Wizards, fucking way. Wizards officially said that it's going to be found in English collector boosters and also those are the English gift collector edition. boosters. It's a sample one. There's only two cards in there. There's three. Either it's way, it's not a collector It's a booster. tips and trick it's cards. But anyways, blame these prices on the freaking fact that Wizards like, hey, we're not going to have an MSRP on our packs anymore. And fuck yep. over they're, everyone. They're playing the long game here. How, yep, they are. They're, they're not getting any money from it. No, they are. They're still charging. Like, we don't know necessarily what Wizards is selling to the distributors, their box prices are. Now, without an MSRP, it's just like, okay, well, this is what this one's going to be fluxing in. A at. square box, if only these were $8 booster packs. <laughs> yeah. If only. $8 booster packs would be good. You know, the the profits had great videos on talking of, you know, the, the merits of like a collector booster at eight bucks would be perfectly fun. So speaking of random, like, you know, oh, put, pull a $2 million card out of an $8 booster. Uh, while I was down in Wapton for Boy State, we were at the golf, the golf course. We were drinking and stuff, doing a little bit of gambling. Guy put five bucks into one of those like virtual gaming machines <laughs> won the five hundred dollar fucking bonus the slot or the tabs like the tab yep. slot machine thing mm-hmm. 500 bucks nice and he's like somebody called him out on he's like how much you put in there dude you don't want to know how much i put in there and he's like oh you put in that much no i put in that little <laughs> yep yeah that's that's pull tabs for you yep well and, and it, like it's it's even worse than pull tabs because they can program them how often they can win. They can. Whereas but pull tabs, the winners are in there and it's it's true random. It is, but it's yeah. Anyway, um, also a subject off of the MSRP bullshit. Um, we go to Reddit with MTG Finance. There's uh, a uh, yeah. Soul Ring. That is one ninety nine of three hundred that got sold for six thousand dollars. Good for fucking them, and it looks like they pulled it out like a Walmart. I think that's like or a Walgreens. Uh, Walgreens. Good for fucking them. But it's but it's England or Europe because it's in euros. It's fifty six hundred euros. Yeah, these serialized cards, man. This is uh, serialized cards. It's good for collectibles. I'm not gonna lie, like. These are fabulous, right. serialized, of way to like, I don't know, collect, make it, make your game relevant to to the people that want it, to the whales that are going to be opening these packs, and making all the cards super cheap, which is going to lead us into our next bid here of this super cheap cards from Lord of the Rings. You got whales just buying collector boosters, collector boosters, collector boosters, of just selling trying to get other shit. Yeah, selling everything there because they just wanted to get the one of one ring, of course, and because of that, we're getting such an increase on cards themselves. And we talked about this already. It's, it's the same thing that happened with um, Zendikar Rising when everyone was trying to hunt down all of the fetch lands. Mm-hmm. All those prices are going to go down. And there, we even talked about it. The top 16 cards are twelve, $11 and up. And then after that, the next like 10 or 8 to $5. And then it drops to everything is $2. And these are the non-extended art borderless yeah. alternative. Just the, like, the traditional, just the base. traditional printing. Yeah. Nothing, fa- no, no alternative arts, nothing fancy, just base. Yep. But which is you know, you you play the game. Speaking of talking about card prices, 
Good God, it's the conjured currency time, folks. Is can it the conjured currency time? It can be. Is it, though? I don't know. You tell me. It is the conjured currency time. So it's w this lovely time that we like to cover some finance finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource we use is MTG Stocks, and they have a wonderful weekly winner's article that comes out every Friday that Matt now painstakingly never reads anymore. Yeah, I'm forced not so to. So that way, we don't force you. Nah, dude, last time you fucking smashed my pinky, and now it's finally starting to feel better, so. <laughs> uh, it took that long. Anyway, they released this article on Friday. We talk about and record the findings of this article on a Monday, so there might be some price di discrepancies, and we'll talk about them here. So the weekly winner's article talks to about three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. Now, our game that we like to play is Matt gets the information of what the card is, what the prices are, and he has to tell us the format that is causing this card to go up. He gets points based off of how incorrect he is every <laughs> single time. I like to him and haw a little bit. <laughs> And then I talk myself out of the right answer a lot of the time. A lot of the time is really funny. Every time you, like 75% of the time, you talk yourself out of it. I know, I know. All right. So for our first card, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but here we go. Uh, Ishkan Graf Widow is Ishkana. a... Thank you. Uh, as of Friday, went up two or 121% up to $5.05. Now, as of today... The average price, which is what people are trying to sell this for, is at six twenty, and the market price, which is what people are trying to buy it at, is six fourteen. The foils of this card are sitting at eleven dollars and seventy nine cents. European average, one dollar. And there are two other printings of this card. There's the pre-release version, which is sitting at ten dollars and twenty four cents, and the list version of the card that is sitting at four dollars and ninety nine cents. Now, this wonderful card that you pay for colorless and a green pip. You get yourself a legendary spider with reach and delirium. So when it enters the battlefield, if there are four or more cards in your, four or more card types among cards in your graveyard, create three, one, two green spider creature tokens with reach. Pay six and a black target opponent loses one life for each spider you control. Now, Matt, can you name that format that is causing this card to go up. Commander. And it's because of the Lord of the Rings spider. God that I can't remember its name. Yeah, you're right. Shalab. Yeah. What's it called? Shalab. Shalab? Shalab. Yeah, Shalab. Yeah, Shalab. All right, yes. Uh, this <laughs> is going up mainly because of Commander. Um, and it does mention a few other things like uh, Rachnogenesis spiking up. At $78. Yeah. That was two weeks ago yep. for the Conjure Currency. It was funny because when Anthony asked that, I'm like, well, it's from the Lord of the Rings Spiders. Like, yeah. So, yep. spiders, man. So, um, spiders are hot right now. Ethan. Hot, hot, hot. Ethan. Pretty hyped about that, I imagine. Because he had a Jun Spider deck, did he not? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. So, well, that was an easy number one, I guess. <laughs> Fucking suck it. Well, here you go. Number two card, okay. the One Ring. Went up 84%, sitting at $58.94. And as of today, the average price, 69 nice, 
$1,500,000.69 for the average price. Market price, $58.80. Foils, $79.90. And European average, €31.42. Now, keep in mind, this is the traditional art styling. This isn't the extended art. This isn't the serialized. Nothing. Now, the other versions of this card, if my screen will scroll. There we go. We do have a pre-release card that has no price as of yet. We have the alternative art, which goes into the panorama version. Which you can get in the bundles. Yes. Um, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway. It's, uh, it's where they're throwing the ring into Mount Doom, that panorama. Yeah. However yes. you achieve that one. With yeah. yeah, I so, think that's from the bundles, but... That one is sitting at $72.50 with a European average of €28.25. And then there is the extended art version, which is sitting at $60.23. European average, €51.53. Yeah. Anyway, so for those of you who have not been paying attention... God damn, fucking scroll. Why Techno- does- Technology, man. Really fucking with you right now. You don't fucking say. It doesn't tell. It doesn't give me the text. Oh, <laughs> so I got to read the damn picture. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> un- unfortunately, sometimes MTG sucks. Yeah, so MTG uh, so, sucks. So for for four generic mana, you get a legendary artifact that is indestructible. The one ring enters the battlefield. If you cast it, you gain protection from everything until your next turn. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life for each burden counter on the one ring. Tap, put a burden counter on the one ring. Then draw a card for each burden counter on the one ring. Now, Matt, how much are you going to talk yourself out of the correct answer to this? Oh, 100% chance, because I got two things popping in my mind. First off, uh, modern with mo- with Modern, the thing is, we just saw it's like that Tron deck, you know, it was... You know, they they grab it there, and modern's pretty popular. But I do know that there's like this weird blinky deck, and I don't know why. Like, there's a pioneer blinky deck with like temporal, whatever. It, it, it's a white enchantment that came out that blinks a part. It does it like a conjurer's closet, uh, impression, and that's in pioneer. But you don't get the ETB because you got to cast it from your hand and stuff. So I don't know why. I don't get that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in the boat on Pioneer and say Pioneer. You are wrong. Modern. Fucking Christ. Actually, <laughs> not just modern, but modern legacy and vintage. Yeah. So the the more eternal formats. Quit. Plus modern. <laughs> Quit. I. But mostly modern. Talk myself uh, out. Ink Is it because of the fucking Tron deck? Yep. Damn it. It, it well. For the, for the. I had it. Fuck. Calm down, sir. You're going to wake your These son. goddamn assholes with their janky-ass temporal white <laughs> blinky deck making me think there's something I'm missing. Decided to be jackasses. Fuck you. You made me lose my point, you assholes. This week's Minor Matt Blow brought to you by MTG Stocks. Thank you for all your MTG price needs. All right. Number, th- <laughs> number three on the list is Academy Manufacturer sitting went up 96% sitting at oh shit 
Six dollars and sixty noise cents. No, no, this is good. This is good. I got like ten know, of those fuckers. I got a bunch of them sitting because around. Because because when they first came out, I think this was the thing that we said on the contra currency section before. It's like this is a card that you need to get picked up because they're going to be making more food treasures and clue tokens or whatever and shit. You ready for me to finish? Sorry. Thank you. The average price finish, as of Daddy. today, as of today, <laughs> sitting at eight dollars and seventy six cents. The market price. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This Uh, makes up for the whole breaker horrors. (laughs) I'd sell them now then before it changes again. Because these are have already gone up and gone down, and now they're on and up again. I'm I'm ready for this roller coaster. Anyways. Foils, $14.89 European average, two euro and eight cents. Now there are some other printings. So there is a commander from the March of the Machines set. So this one is sitting at $9.50 European average, one euro 80 cents. The Modern Horizons 2 Extra, which is just the extended art, $9.89, four euro 43 cents. And then there is a pre-release copy. Um, it doesn't have a US version of it. Now, to be noted, the all-time low for this card was $2.57. I bought mine in at three bucks. The all-time high which has now been beaten, was $8, or no, well, market price has it beat, but not average, $8.99. This is a good card, Joe. So for three generic mana, you get an artifact creature assembly worker. If you would create a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. So you create one, you get three. Three artifact tokens. Now, Matt... How fast are you going to talk yourself out of the correct answer? <laughs> well, I think the thing with this one is that the article, in in my defense, is going to state it's more than just one because you got all the food getting made in Lord of the Rings. You only get to give one answer. I know I'm only going to get one answer, but I'm fucking doing my long-winded speech here. Give okay. me this shit. Right. I'm pissed about the ring. <laughs> He's going to wrong. He's going to talk himself out of it. He's going to talk himself There's so right many the food fuck out of it. There's so many all the formats coming around right now. Uh, and Commander. you got the Commander decks that are just making food. There's that one that's just making the food. Like, this is just a shoe in for that deck already, and a lot of people like that. And then uh, in Pioneer, or in Modern, you have the Asmo food deck. I don't know if anything's going to be coming from that. That's just like a blast from the past that I just had to mention. You know, show my big brain status, but that doesn't really fucking work. Okay. And I feel like I, Pioneer is also, you know, Pioneer is going to have some fucking, like, food synergies and shit like that. Feasting Troll King was a thing for a hot second there. I'm gonna guess that uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Commander. But before you answer this, we got Casey saying the real answer is my Jun Pioneer deck that is about to pop off. So Casey's right with Pioneer. I'm guessing Commander. He's guessing Pioneer. It's specifically his Jun. So he's going specifically his Jun food deck. His Jun food deck. You're going Commander. I'm gonna be so pissed if it's gonna be Pioneer fucking food. No, it's fucking modern. Fuck what? Is it? Yeah. A, are they yep. talking about Asmo? No, Emery uh, Urza. Emery Urza, Urza. Shut up! Really? Yep. What's the new? Like, there's no new tech for that yet, right? No, nope, nothing that they're pulling in. But it's but it's coming from Lord of the Rings. So some of this, like obviously with all the food creation yeah. coming out of Lord of the Rings, uh, some of this stuff is causing this to go up. Now the deck list right. that they gave has three in the main, one inside. Um, but yeah, so you're wrong again. You get one point today. I was happy with that one point at least. That was that was a gimme. It's yep. a fucking spider. Yep. Not seeing that shit. God damn it. So really, you Did got you got nothing, sir. I'm happy with. But myself. Danny, 
is going to cover us with some cheap pickups now. Sure. First up, we go to Lauren, um, Linra Dawnbringer. It's an angel sitting at $3.97 and moving up. So pick it up. Then we have Freyless um, Lauren's Fury Planeswalker sitting at $5.49, slowly moving down. Then we have Hex Drinker sitting at $5.15 and slowly moving down. How the so, mighty have fallen. So first off, the, the Lyra is f- the jumpstart version that is moving up. Yep. The Feralese is the uh, Commander Green Four, Collection. 14. Oh, the... It's the Commander Green Collection, collection. version. Yep. And then, yeah, Hex Drinker. Oh, God. There's oh, some fun times. You know that, so, that Jund era in modern there where Hex Drinker was a really fucking good You know card. what? You know what here, though? I'm still okay with it because the foil I got off of JB is still sitting at 26 bucks. Nice. There you go. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, kind of currency. There we go. Now, Matt, we know you're not very versed in why cards move up and down in price. We've just tested and shown that theory. My defense, I covered it. I just chose wrong. You give me three buttons in front of me. I press the wrong button all the time. Multiple so you're wrong. You're like wrong. You're not the problem. you're not the best at identifying why cards are moving <laughs> up and down in price. But what if I told you there is a way for something to take out the pick the wrong button element? Phone a friend. Of of known. A phone a, a friend. Fifty fifty. Yes. A f- or pull the audience. Is we and just, he'd still get it wrong. He's still. <laughs> Is Regis <laughs> Philbin gonna be in the room with me? Maybe he about will this? be. What if there? What if, if I told enough, you he'll be there. there was a way they could eliminate you getting it wrong? Oh, okay. Thank you for finishing that part. There is where yeah. you're just gonna say that they're gonna eliminate me. That too. You getting <laughs> the card prices wrong on like why they're moving up or if they'll move up or down. Maybe Hullbreak Horror will move up eventually. Who knows? Doubtful, but who knows? <laughs> What if I told you there is a wonderful service called TCG Sniper that could help you and notify you when trading card or other fun products of the nerd culture move up or down in price? Is Regis Philbin affiliated? No. no. Damn. <laughs> the unison there was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and what if I told you if you went to their website and said that the guys from This Week in MTG sent the, you... They'd give you three months of their plus membership for free, which allows you to identify an unlimited amount of product. So singles, sealed product, Funko Pops, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! Maybe Digimon will start going up in price again, even though it's starting to die again. Who knows? Or maybe you're a huge Digimon fan and you want to know when you can pick up all those cards for the super cheap. Pat Sajak affiliated? No. No. Would that be something that interests you? I mean, unfortunately, without Pat Sajak and Regis Philbin, yes, I'm still interested. Oh, beautiful, because there is a wonderful resource called TCG Sniper that will do Oh, that was all metaphorical in the video. Oh, yeah, it was all metaphorical. Oh, okay. I was just trying to do a pitch. A pitch? Yeah. Okay. Try it soft. Shark Tank-esque? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, they notify you when cards or products are moving up and down in price. You can do sealed product. You can do singles, Funko Pops, which is really cool. Um... Basically, anything you could find on TCG Player, it's on there. Anyway, like I said, 
if you say that the guys from This Week in MTG sent you, uh, they will give you three months of their plus membership for free. But if at the end of that three months you go, ah, I just can't afford it, you still get 15 slots on a list that you can put notifications in for. So there we go. It's very useful. Casey's asking, Matt, is it true you write weekly articles to Saffron Olive asking him to do a whole breaker horror deck to boost the price and recoup your losses? Yes. I plead the fifth. The answer is yes. Though I do have a really good team, a a teamer, Hallbreaker Horror Deck. The the answer is yes. He is trying to drive the price up unnaturally. It's teamer flashed with uh, Wilderness Reclamation. It's pretty fucking solid because you do the Wilderness Rec kind of thing, end of turn, float your mana, Wilderness Trigger on the stack, untap your mana, use that to then cast Hallbreaker Horror. Doesn't seem half bad. Which is pretty good. Sorry, I was reading the stuff from the blog talk. Well, the thoughtcast. There we go, magic folk. Sounds like that's the end of this episode. Then, thank you for making it to the end of episode one ninety three of this week in MTG. Thank you to all of our patrons who think that this content that you just listened to is worth supporting. Also, big shout out to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. And if you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out now. Danny Garrett. Do you have anything else you nope. want to add to the end of this podcast? No. Nope. Nothing at all? It's good to be back. Welcome back. Danny? I said no. Did you don't want to say it's good to be back? No. Oh. Well, with that magic folks, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> that sad, depressing note. Bye. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! Oh, yeah, Daddy Rosewater. <laughs> <laughs>